Welcome to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast. When you're trying to get pregnant, whether naturally or with the help of a fertility doctor, weight loss can better your chances of success. I'm Dr. Stephanie Fine, and I help you do just that. Let's go. Hello, fabulous. It's Dr. Stephanie Fine here with Weight Loss for Fertility. I am so happy to be here with you as always, and summer is in full swing. I love summer. I hope yours is going really well. I hope that you get to enjoy the weather and the light and the sort of the ease. There can be so much heaviness with fertility and weight and all that stuff. And so if our environment can help lighten the load or lighten the feeling, that would be fantastic. So I'm hoping you're able to feel some of that. And I'm ready to go on a summer getaway with my family. And it brings to mind some past adventures with them. And I wrote about one of these a few years ago, and I'm going to read it to you because it's a lesson I needed to learn then. And it's a great reminder for me now. Always good to be reminded of good lessons. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Hiking in splendor Natural splendor is one of my very favorite things to do. Being with my family is another. So these getaways are my idea of heaven. After scoring a parking spot in the shade, we donned our hats, water backpack, sunscreen, and bug spray, and off we went. The first part of the hike had us exploring a gorgeous setting of boulders and flowing water complete with pictographs and a kitchen rock, which is a place where acorns or ground hundreds of years ago. We then went off the beaten path to find some swimming holes a bit further away. The trail was overgrown. There were bugs and it was warmer than I'd like, but the ample shade, the view and the river more than made up for it. At least in my mind, not according to my children. After a while, there was a constant stream of complaints. Too hot, boring, overgrown, not worth it. The trail was narrow, so we were hiking single file. I was in front trying to enjoy myself despite the never-ending grumbling. I just kept thinking, so much complaining. Oh, I wish they'd stop. They are ruining this day. Then it hit me. They weren't ruining it. I was. By focusing on their complaining, I was missing the forest for the trees. That realization changed everything. Once I accepted the reality of the situation, they were complaining and I was hiking in a gorgeous, albeit warm, setting, I could put my attention on the gorgeous part. And guess what? I had a better time. I was free to notice the breeze on my face and the multitudes of plant growth on the ground. I took note of the butterflies, so many butterflies floating above the river. I enjoyed the company of my husband. After a while, I heard one of my sons appreciate the sound of the river. I noted the quiet of the other one. We were all having a better time. When we pay attention to the negative, we feel bad. When we intentionally focus on what we can appreciate, we feel better. It's human nature. It's just how it works. 
So often, if we pay attention, we can hear the stream of negativity in our own minds. We're too fat. We shouldn't have eaten that. We must do something about it. We can't believe we're in this position again. We can't do it right. We never have. We never will. On and on. All the negativity can get to be a habit, and it's a bad one. We feel terrible when we think terrible things. It's hard to get things done when we feel terrible. It's well worth it to cut that shiz out. The good news is we don't have to forcibly stop it. We can just let it be like my kids. Let the negative stream of thoughts exist, but look for some good things to focus on also. My skin is soft today. I made a great lunch decision yesterday. I was kind to Lila. I did what I said I would do. I washed the dishes. I drank my water. When we train ourselves to look for the good, we feel better. When we feel better, we make better decisions and we get better at looking for the good. We find it more often. It's an upward spiral of goodness. This is how we consistently make better decisions about our health and food. This is exactly how to lose and maintain weight. It starts and ends in our mind. Okay. That was the essay. (laughs) I remember that day. Oh my goodness. Like it was yesterday. It was years ago. And the lesson it teaches is so important for weight loss. For life really. But you know, we talk about weight loss here. Everything we learn about weight loss can be used for our life. The lessons are exactly the same. So we just talk about weight loss here and then let it spill over into our lives. There are the two skills to master here in this example, allowing negative to be there. So we will have for sure negative thoughts in our brain, 100%. And even if we're just talking about negative thoughts about dieting, weight loss, anything like that, we can just focus on that part. There will be negative thoughts in our brain. If we do not resist them or judge them, the judging them really gets us too. So we have a negative thought. We may be in the process of noticing them, which is amazing, and then we may judge it. You shouldn't be there. I shouldn't be doing that. Anything with a should is is a judgment. That keeps it stuck. So resisting it or judging it keeps it firmly in place, the negative thought and the judgment. And all those feelings are tight and negative. The way that I know a a thought is negative, sometimes it's obvious, but sometimes it's a little subtle, like it seems like it's like it's a good idea or or that it's trying to help us. Like you shouldn't have done that or some something like that where it feels like just the news, like a truth. But it's negative because it feels bad inside my body, like literally like a tightness. I feel the tightness in my core, but you could feel it in your brain or in your head or in the back of your head or in your shoulders or in your stomach. I mean, you'll know because when you can identify an uh, obviously negative thought to yourself, then you know what that feeling feels like. And one of the first ways we think of to combat negative thoughts is 
with negativity. I, it, this is one of those spirals. It, like if we yell at a yeller, you know, if someone's yelling and we yell at them, we think that that makes sense. I, it's just our brains. It's just human nature. That's just what happens. But it does not help. It just makes more yelling. It just makes more negativity. It just makes more tightness. So that's why this is counterintuitive and why it was really hard to do on my walk, right? So the kids are complaining. I'm complaining about the kids, human nature. But for the fact that I was able to catch it and release it, and so the kids were still complaining in the beginning when I came up with this realization, and I changed my focus. So I didn't deny them their complaining. I just wasn't resisting it anymore. And then and then I was free to guide my attention. And outdoors there's so many beautiful things to look at. So that ended up being easy. The trick was remembering to do it. That's always going to be the trick, remembering to focus on good things. Because there, of course, are so many negative things in life. And remember, our brains were set up to look for the negative things. That's part of its survival strategy. Look for scary negative things. Protect yourself. So our brains are set up to do this. This is not a fault of yours. This is the way the brain works. The problem is that doesn't help us get what we want. And it doesn't help us feel good most of the time. And so we have to use our prefrontal cortex, our ability to change direction of our brain, to focus on the things that will help us feel better. And that's the skill that we're talking about here. So there's a, a couple ways we have to do this. One, we have to notice our thinking. Sometimes that alone is challenging. We don't even notice all the sort of negative drone that's going on in our brains all the time. So starting to pay attention to that is key, noticing it. So when I noticed that I was complaining about their complaining, that was when it things changed. So first we have to notice. Then we have to not judge. We're just noticing, oh, there you are. Of course you're there. That's the way brains work. Got it. No problem. I I got it. And then we have to allow it to be there. That's so tricky for us because often when, when we feel negative or find something negative, we want to push it away, 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 away. I could not push my kids away. <laughs> they were there. And, and they weren't changing their attitude. I mean, they eventually did, right? When there wasn't a, a resistance to them. So I had to allow them to be there. Pretty big of me, right? It's the same thing in our brain. We allow it to be there. We allowed our brain to do its thing. It's like we allow our lungs to breathe. We allow our heart to beat. We allow our brain to think. And so we let it think. Think the things you're going to think, brain, and also notice the butterfly. 
And I was able to, you know, get that report done. And my partner smiled at me this morning. The great thing about life is holding two things at once. I don't know if animals can do this. Maybe they can, but really it is a very human thing, skill that we have and utilizing it really helps. Getting sort of mastery over it is very helpful because the truth is we can't feel joy without pain. It's impossible. We have to have it juxtaposed with each other. We wouldn't know one without the other. I've said this before, but this idea of life is 50-50, yin-yang, you can't have only good. But when we focus on the good, we at least are experiencing it as opposed to not experiencing it and feel like everything is is the negative. So we're not denying negative. Negative's there. And where it's useful to us is, oh, I didn't realize that or I didn't notice that. Here's something I can do about it. But the, the real problem ones are when our brain is on a habit wheel of saying the same thing over and over again, like you've already dealt with the danger that it showed us. And now it's just repeating. Like it could be like, oh, I'm uncomfortable at this weight and I want to change my weight. Awesome. You've made a decision. Great. Your brain does not need to keep telling you that. It probably will because it's been on a habit loop. And so the way that we extinguish it is by allowing it to be there sort of ignoring it. I was thinking that with my kids. You could say I was ignoring them. I I wasn't. I wasn't responding to their complaints. I really, there's a difference between ignoring, which is a little bit of denying, and also ignoring, again, when I was just checking in, ignoring feels tight. So it feels, it's not, it's a little bit of resistance. So there's that difference, allowing it to be there. It's there. It's saying it's peace. You're allowing it to say it's peace, but you're not focusing on it. It can just be there. That's how you hold the two things. That's how you get that skill. Pain and joy. I mean, infertility is filled with that, right? Like, you know, um, physical pain with like a shot and also the hope of what's to come. We can hold both and learning to do that is really helpful. And then not only just learning about allowing any habit or negative thoughts to be there, but then remembering to focus on something that feels better. I was listening to this American Life podcast episode and it was on delight. I love that word, delight. And a man spent a year finding delight in something every day. And he wrote little essays about it. And of course, he spent the year delighted. Now, he was not only in delight 24-7. Delight and joy have their contrasts like sorrow. But delight also existed. And I just don't want you missing out on any any of that, any of the delight that's available to you. 
Remember, weight loss is easier and lasts when we make decisions from a good feeling place. That's why this idea is important for weight loss, to make it easier and long-lasting. And because feeling good is its own reward. So here's your reminder to notice any negative sentences or stream really is what I'm thinking of. Notice it. Allow it to be there. Sort of acknowledge it. Allow it to be there without resisting or judging it because the resisting and judging causes its own suffering on top of the negative stream. So at least we can minimize that. Allow the negative stream to be there and then notice things to appreciate, to feel good about. Your accomplishments, you have many. And when we're talking about weight loss, you have them in a day. There may have been a chips binge, but there were also good choices at breakfast or there was water or yesterday there was something good or tomorrow there can be something that you're proud of. It's possible. And perfection is not real. And so finding the places that you're proud of, even in the face of things that you're not proud of or want to be different in the future, this is how it's done. This is how weight loss is done and how you maintain that weight loss. You can do this, my friend. And the good news, it feels so much better this way because love creeps in and love feels really good. I'm always sending you lots, you know. Until next week, talk to you then. If you follow, share, rate and review this podcast, you'll be helping it reach others just like you and making their journey with weight loss and fertility just a bit easier. Lighten their load. Share in your groups and social media. Thank you, fabulous.